Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Game day edition of the program, Indiana at Illinois tonight, 8.30 tip-off. Another late tip-off, that's for sure. Pre-game coverage on the Big X with Don Fisher, including his interview with Coach Woodson, which is always really good. The starting lineup and that stuff long before you find it out on television. That all begins at 7.30 tonight here on the Big X. So uh, glad it's game day, glad it's Thursday, about to head into another weekend. And uh, it's like business as usual for Indiana in the Big Ten Conference. A tough road game and a game that Indiana really needs to pick up to help get back even with some of the uh, errors and losses uh, so far that have taken place in the 2023 portion of the season. But definitely a big one tonight. And uh, Illinois, a team that I think is getting better. Uh, And Indiana, did they get better in that win over Wisconsin? Or was that kind of a uh, extra good performance that we won't see replicated for uh, you know later in the season or ever again you just never know with this team but a uh, big one tonight and I think I say that about every game because they are big in the Big Ten Conference but should be a fun one tonight I really do expect uh, keyword is there expect this Indiana team to be competitive uh, but you just don't know we've seen so many different versions of this team And clearly they are still trying to find their way through with uh, obviously some key injuries and players out right now. And just when you think that those injuries may be uh, milestones in the season that they are unable to bounce back from or recover from, uh, then you see a game like Wisconsin where Indiana seemed to figure it out and not only just figure it out, but play very well. So it's very confusing time, I think, for IU basketball as you think back about what we've seen even just since uh, the first of the year, for sure. So uh, definitely uh, an interesting time and an interesting game coming up. And this stretch for Indiana is tough. We've talked about that. Boy, it would be really big to get one on the road right in the middle of things. And things are just not going to get that much easier uh, as the team moves forward through the Big Ten schedule. Let's take a look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Uh, segment one here in just a moment, we've got our daily headlines a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. Uh, A few things to get to. We'll preview Indiana and Illinois tonight. We'll get into some of the the details and maybe things to watch there. But also, uh, IU women, a big win, their best start. uh, They've tied their best start ever. And a big milestone for Terry Morin as well in that win last night over Illinois. Kind of interesting, the women were at Illinois last night. The men are there tonight, and uh, so we'll talk about that. Also, an interesting IU football note as well about a new position that IU football is going to add to its staff 
And I, I find this kind of stuff interesting, so we'll talk about it coming up here in just a bit. Also, a couple local notes as well, and kind of thinking about Friday night and high school basketball. We'll get you set for that schedule also. And then later today, Alex Bozich inside the hall. He always takes time out to join us on Thursdays. Our segment with Alex is brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. And uh, so very much look forward to catching up with Alex here on this game day. Um, I feel like game days are good on the show, probably a little boost in listenership. Everybody's excited and wanting to find out what's going on and get caught up in advance of the game tonight. And then obviously the day after games as well, especially if it's a big Indiana win or uh, some sort of embarrassing loss or blowout loss that tends to bring out uh, the pretty diehard fans. So glad you're with us today. And uh, that's what we'll do in the show, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Let's look at the Thornton's text line as well. My reminder to you on that is the number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. And right now you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito, and any fountain drink, tea, or fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app and register today for Refreshing Rewards to earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And again, love to hear from you. Got a prediction tonight? Uh, can Indiana get it done on the road? Do you think Indiana's going to be close? Uh, what are your thoughts? Let me know. Again, 502-414-1450. Let's get into some of the headlines of the day. Boy, always plenty to get to here on a game day. We'll start with Indiana and Illinois tonight at 8.30 tip-off. It's on Big Ten Network from the State Farm Center, which I'll always refer to as Assembly Hall. I don't know if it still is officially named that or has that signage anywhere or not, but you've got Assembly Hall in Bloomington, and I've always heard it called the wrong Assembly Hall in Champaign. But the Illini, the fighting Illini, I should say, they have won four straight, uh, so they're on a roll, 13-5 and five overall, but they've got a 4-3 and three conf- uh, record uh, in conference play so far this season. Of course, Indiana, they were able to break a losing streak, a three-game skid, with a 63-45 win that I did not see coming. The win didn't surprise me. I've said this earlier. The win did not surprise me, but uh, what did surprise me was uh, the amount of points that Indiana won by and really how dominant they were in the ball game. You know, Illinois was right there with IU uh, as far as one of the favorites to win the Big Ten Conference. And reading the uh, preview story on Inside the Hall with Alex, who we're going to talk to in a minute, uh, India, Illinois had a stretch between December 2nd and January 4th where they were 3-4, and four, and that included three losses by 13 points or more. But since that point, four straight, and uh, I think Illinois uh, going to be at the top of the conference when it's all – near the top of the conference, let me say it that way, uh, when it's all said and done. They definitely have the talent to get that done. Uh, Illinois, probably the team of the transfer portal – uh, that won the transfer portal from the conference in the offseason. Obviously, uh, Trent Fraser was lost to graduation. Kofi Coburn, who was such a, I thought, a fun player to watch. And he and Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson and some of the interior players for Indiana had some great battles over the years. 
he left Illinois early to pursue NBA basketball and a professional career. Uh, Curbelo, Andre Curbelo, who many, many years ago Indiana recruited uh, and was hot on there for a while. He transferred to St. John's. And then another player named Jacob Grandison transferred to Duke. And Alfonso Plummer also left to pursue professional basketball as well. So only really two players back from last season. And then one of the incoming freshmen, Sky Clark, uh, that came into the conference with a lot of hype, a lot like Jalen hood Shafino. Uh, he unfortunately had to step away from the team uh, back on January 4th uh, due to some personal issues. So uh, they have been without him, and in that stretch, Illinois 4-0 uh, since his departure uh, from the team, or at least temporary departure from the team. But, you know, Illinois is getting it done with a lot of new players, including some freshmen, but also Terrence Shannon. He's a transfer in from Texas Tech. Uh, a couple uh, freshmen getting a lot of minutes, Sincere Harris and Jaden Epps uh, coming off the bench to get some minutes. But definitely a transfer portal heavy team uh, is this Illinois team, and they finally seem to have it going well. Uh, Ken Palm projects Illinois to win by four with only a 34% chance of uh, a victory for Indiana in this game. And I haven't seen the latest spread today, uh, but I think somebody told me it was around six points. I'll check that uh, during the commercial break coming up here in just a moment. But definitely, I think I think it's we're set up for a, a good and interesting game tonight. And it, it's a challenge game for Indiana because, again, it's not just Illinois with some talent. It's Illinois that's playing really well with some talent uh, as they move into the middle part, the latter part of January. Also, a few other things to pass around, along today. IU women's basketball. I feel like we talk more and more about the women, and I guess that's just par for the course as they continue to win ball games. But the Indiana women's basketball team now has Coach Terry Morin, who has just become the all-time winningest coach in the history of IU women's basketball. So congratulations to her. She's a Seymour native a Southern Indiana coach, obviously, and uh, 53 year old, uh, 53 years old, I should say. Uh, she's got, I, I think, a lot of years ahead of her, and this Indiana team is trending in a really good direction. So we'll see if she can push that all-time winningest record far beyond what it ever has been. But some great stuff from her. Also, uh, with Indiana women, the women winning last night. I'm all tongue-tied here today uh, at Illinois in a tough game. Uh, it makes Indiana tie their best start ever, and if they can win one more, uh, Indiana will uh, will take the uh, crown. This season's team will as far as uh, becoming the best start ever for the IU women's basketball program. Indiana at number six ranked, which is awesome. Uh, they won 83-72 over Illinois. And just to put it in perspective, Illinois is very solid. Uh, they're having a good year in the women's side as well. They're number 21 in the uh, national poll out, and so a good win, especially on the road uh, for the IU women. One IU football note, Indiana recently lost its senior director of recruiting, Lee Wilbanks, in the offseason. I don't think we even spoke about it, but he took a job at Mississippi State and has moved on to a new situation. But according to a report yesterday by On3 Sports, Indiana is hiring for former Auburn director of player personnel, his name is Steven Ruzik as its general manager. So that is a new position in the hierarchy of IU football. Uh, I don't know how big of a deal it makes in the whole scheme of things, but I do find it really interesting. You know, Duke basketball hired a GM. Some of these big college basketball and football programs, it seems, are beginning to structure their 
administrative offices maybe, or their, I guess you could call it front offices is maybe what they're trying to mimic from professional sports with staff members that can help uh, players far beyond just on the court development and off the court training, strength and conditioning and things like that. You're now getting kind of business type jobs and development type jobs. And it seems like Indiana may be restructuring its staff a little bit with a new general manager. I always find it interesting because when you see a college team or whatever that has a chief of staff or a general manager, it kind of seems like a political position or something like that from a staff of some mayor or governor or politician. Uh, And when you call somebody a general manager, to me, that means that they're running the program that they would work uh, side by side with the head coach as far as all operations of the program. I don't know exactly how this GM position will fit into the scheme of the thing of things with Coach uh, Allen, but it definitely is interesting. As college sports change, as NIL becomes a huge deal and a big advantage for some schools, as conferences merge and uh, the conference hierarchy is completely being reworked, um, it is really interesting to watch how this is going to affect individual Uh, athletic programs in some of these big universities. And I think we're going to see a lot of new positions, a lot of restructured positions, different job titles that you probably never thought you'd see for a college basketball or football team. But it's just kind of the way the world is going. Everybody wants to structure, set up, uh, have similar terminology to pro sports. And I think that's kind of what a lot of, of this is about, to be honest with you. So Kind of interesting to see how everything's changing, both with staffs and structure and conferences and the NCAA and leadership and so much more. And I think the crazy thing is, in my opinion, we've only just begun the changes that are coming to college sports. I think it's just an absolute revolving world right now. So it's going to be, I think, interesting two, three, four years from now to see even further changes that could be made to things uh, as far as uh, college sports go. That's a look at our headlines for this Thursday edition of the program. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open. That number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. couple broadcast reminders here on the Big X tonight. 7.30 pregame with Don Fisher and crew. 8.30 tip-off if you're going to watch on television. Big Ten Network is the station tonight. And, of course, Friday night we'll be back with high school basketball coverage. Silver Creek at New Albany. The broadcast will begin at 7.15 from the Doghouse in New Albany. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back with Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall. Our segment with Alex brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. And we'll preview tonight's big game, Indiana at Illinois over in Champaign, next here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this, uh, what, Thursday program, losing track of the days. It's game day for the Hoosiers. That's what I do know, as Indiana will be in action tonight at Illinois in a big conference game for the Hoosiers, a tough road test, that is for sure. 
in this segment with Alex Bozich coming up here in just a moment. It's brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture, where you can save 25% during their pre-grand opening sale at all three locations. They've got two in downtown New Albany, and their newest location is on Veterans Parkway in Jeffersonville. Alex, I know everybody wants to talk about the uh, game tonight, and we'll do that in just a second, but I would be remiss if I didn't recognize and mention IU women's basketball. They've tied their best start ever for a season, and Coach Terry Morin from Seymour, who is really doing great things with that women's program, now the all-time winningest coach on the women's side at IU. Nothing short of remarkable, Matt, what she's been able to do with the program. Um, you know, I think the first couple of years, obviously, just kind of setting that foundation and getting that WNIT championship she did, I think, back in 2018 was obviously a big deal. But, uh, you know, I think a lot, a lot of people would have been happy with that. But she really took things uh, to a different level here these last, you know, three, four seasons consistently uh, getting into the tournament with a protected seed hosting games, winning games in the tournament, and they just had a lot of really good players, and credit to uh, Coach Morin and her staff being able uh, to identify uh, the right players and, and bring them into the program. Uh, Grace Berger uh, from right here uh, across the river in Louisville, uh, just been a tremendous player uh, now uh, in Bloomington, and will go down as one of the, the best to ever put on the Indiana women's uniform. Uh, it's just a lot of fun to watch. They play hard. They're, they're connected on defense. They move the ball. They're unselfish. And, you know, the only game they lost this year, Matt, they, they didn't have Grace Berger. It came at Michigan State earlier in the year. Uh, you wonder if they still might be undefeated had she not gotten hurt. But I think in many ways her her injury has maybe helped this, this group because it's forced some other players to step up and take on bigger roles and now that she's back uh they seem to be a uh, full steam ahead and they've had some really good wins and they got ohio state coming up uh, soon uh who's ranked ahead of them in the ap poll uh, for a home game that's going to be uh, a big game and I'm, I'm just glad to see uh the, the iu fan base really embrace this team and show them support i know that recently they had one of their bigger crowds and uh the numbers just continue to grow in terms of attendance it's, it's been really fun to watch Alex Bozich inside the hall starting our segment with a little conversation on the women's team. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open. That number 502-414-1450. Again, the number 502-414-1450. Alex, I think this Illinois team, they've won four straight. They're playing some of their better basketball this season. I was reading through your preview piece on the game tonight this season. Uh, despite how good they're playing right now, they really had a tough stretch, very similar to Indiana's that came back in uh, December. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't the result of injuries uh, like Indiana's rough stretch uh, has been. I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, Illinois, their their roster had a tremendous amount of turnover this offseason. Kofi's gone, uh, Curbelo, Plummer, Trent Frazier, Grandison transferred out to Duke. I mean, that's five pretty impactful players that are all gone, and, and they – Credit to them, they, they went in the portal and they got Terrence Shannon and uh, Matthew Meyer uh, to come in uh, and also develop the transfer and, and uh, the big guy that they got, uh, Dane Danger from uh, Baylor, sat out last season and he's really made an impact in the paint. And then uh, they got a really good recruiting class. But I think really the key I've seen recently, you know, Sky Clark was playing a lot of minutes at the point. 
he took a leave of absence from the team uh, after their loss. I think it was January 4th at Northwestern. They haven't lost since. I think it's helped other guys kind of uh, establish their roles on the team and uh, playing a little bit tighter of a rotation now. And, and Matthew Mayer's been really good lately. Terrence Shannon, to me, is one of the better perimeter players in the league uh, in terms of his athleticism, his size at the guard position, his ability to get in the lane and draw fouls. He's just a matchup nightmare. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of programs have taken a significant step back, I think, after losing what Illinois did. But they, they use the portal as, I think, the way you're going to have to use it now moving forward in college basketball to try to get some impact guys and supplement that with uh, some, some talented newcomers. And you know, I picked Illinois to win the Big Ten in the preseason. Uh, they're four and three right now in the conference. I, I don't necessarily think they're the favorite to win it, but I think uh, outside of Purdue right now and Rutgers, maybe um, I don't know that anybody's playing better in the Big Ten uh, than Illinois. And I think long term, this team has a ton of upside because Mayer's been there before. He's won an NCAA championship, and Terrence Shannon is the kind of player that can get hot and carry you in the tournament. He's done it too at a high level for four seasons prior to this, I believe, at Texas Tech. So this team's dangerous. Uh, they're playing well, I think, uh, at the right time. And they have some chemistry things and, and uh, you know, other things that were holding them back, I think, earlier in the year. But but I think right now they're, they're playing to me just as well as anybody in the Big Ten. Alex Bozich inside the hall. You can read his preview story on tonight's game, insidethehall.com. A lot of other content there as well. You can follow him on Twitter at Inside the Hall. Alex, uh, we joked a little bit a few weeks back about Fran McCaffrey at Iowa, and occasionally we'll talk about other Big Ten coaches. But i got to tell you, uh, hats off to Brad Underwood. I think he's one of the great ones that here uh, in more recent times has entered the Big Ten Conference. Well, sorry, Matt, you broke up there for a second. I didn't hear Fran, who were you talking about? Sorry. I said I know we joked about Fran McCaffrey recently, and mm-hmm. occasionally we'll talk yeah. about other coaches in the conference, but I've got to take my hat off to Brad Underwood. I think he is one of the newer faces. Oh, yeah. He's not been there forever that does a great, great job. Yeah, I mean, he was hired the same cycle as Archie. It was Archie, uh, Chris Holtman, and, and Brad Underwood, and I think a lot of people thought Archie was the best hire of those three. It might have been on paper. He's, he's gone. Holtman uh, has made the tournament every year at Ohio State, but Kind of look at what they're doing right now, and it's familiar to Ohio State fans. Uh, you know, they have this period of games where they just can't win, and they're they're struggling. And Brad Underwood, he uh, he's really got it going there. I mean, the first couple seasons, I remember his second year uh, when Romeo was on IU. Uh, Indiana put together that late season run. They went to Illinois. I think they won something like ninety-two to seventy-four. And Illinois, uh, defensively, uh, they were just a mess. And in that third season, I think he changed a lot of what he uh, was doing uh, defensively. Obviously, adding Kofi Coburn uh, to the mix was uh, a pretty big uh, piece in that. But since then, I mean, they've been one of the better teams in the, in the Big Ten. I think he, he does a really good job uh, with that program. Um, the other thing he really had to overcome was, you know, prior to last season, Kentucky took not one, but two of their assistant coaches. Orlando Antigua uh, left there, along with Chin Coleman, both leave for Kentucky. Uh, having to replace two assistants with that type of recruiting firepower uh, was left a lot of question marks just about how Illinois was going to get players, and they've, you know, they responded. This recruiting class that they uh, 
they have this year's freshmen, uh, even taking Clark out of the mix. They've got three freshmen that are playing minutes. Uh, as I said, I don't think any Big Ten team was more uh, impactful in the portal uh, than Illinois. And I, I just, you know, I, I, I don't know that they have the upside maybe as uh, same as Purdue this year or uh, maybe even Rutgers. But, you know, I think they're, they're a, a threat to, to make a deep NCAA tournament run. And, um, you know, in some ways it's not surprising that they have their struggles early because when you're putting together a brand-new team, and basically, besides Coleman Hawkins and R.J. Melendez, this is a completely new team for Illinois. Uh, guys trying to figure out their roles. And Underwood's a demanding coach. Uh, I think one thing about him is you have to have a certain type of personality to be able to play for him. And uh, maybe uh, that had something to do with you know, Sky Clark not necessarily fitting in. But I, I just know that since uh, he's got out of the lineup, and even Tom Izzo called it, uh, addition by subtraction, which you don't really hear coaches talk about players like that very often, but Izzo is one of the more honest guys in the league, and, and he's right. I mean, they've uh, since he's left the team, they've just been a completely different team. They're four and zero their last uh, over the last four games, and uh, you know tonight I think they're six and a half point favorite uh, against Indiana. It's going to be an uphill battle for the Hoosiers. Absolutely, yeah. Alex Bozich inside the hall with us. This segment brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture with locations in downtown New Albany, also now in Jeffersonville as well. Alex, uh, you know, this uh, this Illinois team, Kofi Coburn, we witnessed some great battles with him and some of the big interior players like TJ DeFryU in recent seasons. He's no longer there. So how does Illinois try to slow down Trace, who's been on quite a roll here the last few games? Yeah, well, as I mentioned, uh Dane Danger, who who came over from from Baylor, sat out last season, didn't play at all, had minimal impact at Baylor. He's six nine and two seventy. He's shooting over seventy percent on twos this year. Doesn't play a ton of minutes. Plays I think just about under twenty minutes a game. So Illinois kind of has two different looks. They can they can go with uh, with him at the at the five and and Mayer and Coleman Hawkins kind of beside him, which is gives you six nine, six ten, and six nine, which is obviously going to create a, mat, uh, a matchup problem. And they can also go with a, a smaller lineup where they'll play Coleman Hawkins at the five, and I think that's a mismatch problem for teams because you got to guard Coleman Hawkins from beyond the three-point line. Indiana fans will remember last year in the Big Ten tournament, he hit four threes in that game. Indiana went on to win, but he really kept them in that game. So, you know, they're going to, they're gonna, I would assume, um, probably let Danger try to guard um, trace straight up um, for the most part. Um, probably going get, to get get some fouls drawn. Um, you know when that does happen on the Indiana side of things, TJD is going to have to go to the lineup and, and or to the line and, and convert. But um, you know I, I think they're probably going to throw a ton of different looks at, at Trace. And to me, this is going to be about Indiana's other players maybe being able to step up and make some plays, which. Hasn't always been uh, the case, and credit to Jordan Geronimo for the way he played against Wisconsin. I think he's going to be absolutely pivotal tonight because Mayer and Hawkins are both really good players, and they're both going to start. So uh, Geronimo is going to be on one of them, and I, I would guess Miller Cop's going to be on the other. That's going to be a, a bit of a challenge, I think, for Indiana defensively. But with TJD, uh, I would, he's he's such a proven uh, player at this point. He's going to get his numbers, and he's going to. 
uh, be able to, to find ways to score. I think a lot of it comes down to how efficient he's going to be and then what, what else uh, yeah, his, uh, his teammates around him can provide. And that hasn't always been there with consistency, as you know, Matt. Alex Bozich inside the hall talking about Indiana and Illinois tonight. Uh, Indiana still trying to figure out how to play without some key injuries. I know we, we bring this up. I bring this up on a daily basis. We heard from Mike Woodson a few times this week, his radio show, and then a press conference as well. Uh, I, I don't have a great feel on Xavier Johnson, but there sure is still and, – and Coach Woodson is sure not giving anything out. We, we know that. But I, there's, there's rumors that he could be back in February, but I, just, I guess it's kind of who knows at this point. Well, believe it or not, Matt, it's been 29 days now since he had surgery. Um, we don't exactly know what the injury is, but it, we assume it's a you know a foot, uh, some kind of requiring surgery. You assume a fracture, a break, something like that. And um, I, I think one reason Indiana doesn't discuss injuries is they don't want to put a timeline on something, and then the guy doesn't come back on the exact timeline, and they're asking, they're asking questions like, why is this guy back in six and a half weeks instead of five, or you know, why Why this, why that? I think that's part of the reason why they don't put information out there about injuries. But, you know, we're, we're not far away from this being, you know, six weeks. Uh, you know, coming up, it's going to be early February. Uh, a lot of research that I've done in terms of looking at injuries with, you know, foot, foot ailments and surgery, a lot of it points to, you know, kind of a six-week at the minimum timeline. So I think that's kind of when you have to start Thinking more about him being able to come back, and uh, he's obviously still wearing a boot, but if you've watched warm-ups at all, he's out there and throwing the ball around, taking shots, uh, definitely still seems to be really be engaged with the team, sitting there really close to the coaching staff during games. So I would be surprised if both players um, aren't back at some point in February. I mean, if they're going to be ruled out for the season, that's something that you announce if somebody's done and you kind of just kind of, put some finality on it and say this player's out for the season. They've not done that with either guy. They've set out indefinitely. So if they could get both guys back by, you know, mid-February, just kind of stay afloat until then, I think they give themselves a chance to, to kind of get back in the mix, not for the Big Ten title, obviously, but back, you know, on the right side of the, of the tournament equation. I think they're still in right now on most projections, and it's really this stretch coming up to me is could be season-defining. I mean, even if they lose tonight at Illinois, they've got – you know, their next couple of games, Michigan State uh, coming up at home at Minnesota and then Ohio State at home, those are all three really winnable games. Uh, get themselves in a position maybe to to get back to the close to the 500 mark in league play. I think that would be a big deal. Alex, speaking of the Big Ten Conference, and I agree with you, I think Indiana's shots there obviously all but over, but who is the odds-on front runner, runner in your opinion? I think you called Illinois – if I remember right, when everybody was picking Indiana before the season started, but who, who's your odds-on favorite here as we sit in mid-January? I mean, it's still Purdue to me until they lose another game. Um, it's got to be Purdue because they're ahead right now in the standings. Uh, Rutgers is right there. Um, I still have some questions as to whether or not they can sustain this, but I've also learned to not question Rutgers because they always figure out a way to get things done, and they have just a really good – uh, coaching staff and players with the kind of the, the right mindset. I mean, they, they continue to just play with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, it's pretty incredible the, the amount of players that they've had come, come and go in that program. I mean, losing Geo Baker and Ron Harper, they really haven't skipped a beat. They might be better this year, which is, I don't think anything 
something that anybody saw coming. Beyond that, they could throw in the way. I mean, those are, to me, the three best teams right now in the league. I mean, Michigan State's got problems with Malik Hall's injury. Indiana's got injury problems. Uh, you got to go down the list. Ohio State's kind of been in a free fall. Michigan's without its point guard for the rest of the season. Iowa's a solid team, but you don't trust them to defend. Um, I mean, the, the, the middle of the league is a bit of a jumbled mess, and that's why I, I really think these next four games – um, you know, obviously, if Indiana can win tonight, it'd be absolutely huge. But I think the three after that are could be season-defining. I think you know, at minimum, Indiana needs to win two of those, and they can win all three. Suddenly, you start feeling a little bit different about the season. But in terms of your question, Matt, I would put Purdue as the as the favorite, and I'll put Rutgers and Illinois as to me the other two teams to have a chance to win the league. Yeah, I agree with you, Alex Bozich, inside the hall, my guest. You know, I, I saw a story somewhere uh, yesterday. And with this crazy new world of college basketball, transfers coming in and out, and Illinois is a great example, as you kind of previewed for us, of a team that basically is totally rehauled and overbuilt from last year with only a few players from that roster still there from a year ago. But I was looking at how some of the IU basketball transfers, players that have left IU in recent seasons, are performing at other schools. Have you kept up with any of the guys, Tennessee or Parker Stewart or all the guys that just a year ago we, we were talking so much about on a regular basis. Now with the transfer portal, they're elsewhere. They're already playing, and I think in some cases playing major roles. Yeah, I've not kept up too closely with numbers or anything like that. I do know that Christian Lander started the other night for Western Kentucky uh, in a game that they lost and played pretty poorly. So things haven't really turned around in any meaningful way with him. You know, the only guy I look at out of that group and say, could he potentially help this team uh, would be Tennessee from a defensive perspective right now. Um, but he's obviously had his share of injuries too. I mean, Parker Stewart, I think, made the right call going to a lower level where he can have kind of the role that he wants in terms of just being the guy offensively that was never going to happen at IU and Michael Durr. I mean, it's hard to make an argument uh, that he would have helped much when you've got Malik Renew and uh, you know Logan Duncan there for, for depth reasons and, and Jordan Geronimo. So, yeah, all of those guys, I think, um, would have had minimal, uh, if no, impact on this on this roster. But in terms of keeping up with them, haven't paid too close of attention. But based on kind of what I've seen from watching from afar, uh, none of them have been super impactful at their new schools. Yeah, for sure. Alex Bozich with us inside the hall. Alex, uh, as always, thanks for the chat. Uh, I guess maybe as we head to break, can we get a prediction from you tonight on this big road game for the Hoosiers? Yeah, as I said kind of um, earlier in what I wrote, I think it's a, a, a tall task for Indiana uh, tonight. I, I think you know the line six and a half, I think Illinois probably – covers that and then some uh, unless Indiana figures out a way to put on Mayer who's been really good our Meyer excuse me he's been really good lately Terrence Shannon uh, has been just excellent uh, from the wing position I think he's a, a matchup problem so I like Illinois by probably eight to ten points all right Alex Bozich inside the hall he's with us Thursday Alex thank you for the chat we'll talk again right. soon thank you Matt 
Our discussion with Alex each week brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture, where you can save 25% off during their pre-grand opening sale at all three locations. They've got two of them in downtown New Albany and their newest location on Veterans Parkway in Jeffersonville. Yeah, Indiana was a six-point favorite. I mentioned that earlier. Up to six and a half now is the line, according to most of the uh, Vegas folks. So six and a half. Uh, Illinois a favorite in that contest tonight. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with a final segment. More on IU Illinois and perhaps a little high school stuff coming up as well with another big weekend of high school basketball. The girls' tournament pairings come out Sunday as well. That is crazy to think about. We are moving to the very end now of the girls' regular season, and their sectionals will be here in like two weeks. Crazy. Head to a break. Back with more after this on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Thursday program. Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Just kind of going off of the things, some of the things Alex and I were talking about. I noticed last night, I didn't see the game, but Nebraska, a winner 63-60 over Ohio State. Ohio State also, within the last week, lost to Minnesota, which really caught my attention. So the Buckeyes, who Indiana has coming up soon, uh, maybe on a little bit of a slide, not the team that initially we thought they would be. And another score from earlier in the week, I don't think I mentioned this yesterday, but Wisconsin uh, defeated Penn State 63-60. We know that Indiana blew away Wisconsin, and we know that Penn State blew away Indiana. So it's just really interesting. And this is the same case every conference, uh, every level, every season. Just amazing how scores work out and how things change sometime almost immediately for some of these college basketball teams. But I guess I guess if you're an Indiana fan right now, you've got hope that Indiana's performance against Wisconsin was how they're going to come out and play tonight. And uh, things can change drastically from game to game and even from day to day with some of these teams. Uh, Justin Kalen, producer of this show, uh, among other things here at the Big X, is going to help me close things out today. Justin, first, IU, Illinois, uh, your prediction. And then also give me a couple keys if Indiana's going to get it done tonight and have another big win. Back-to-back wins would be big for this team right now. What do they have to do? Yeah, absolutely. I I think Indiana keeps it closer than that 6.5. I don't know that they can pull off. Well, I I know they can pull off the win. I I just don't know that they will tonight. But I do think they keep it close. For me, it has to come down to a guy like Miller Cop, and he was in the media earlier this week saying his job isn't to shoot it 20 times a game. His team's to help. His job is to help the team win. In order to help the team win, Miller Cop has to shoot. Now he doesn't have to shoot it 20 times a game, but you need more from Miller Cop than what you've been getting lately. And same thing for a guy like Tamar Bates. There was all the hype in the off season with him. He'd made so much improvements, and we've seen that from time to time this season, but we need to see it on a consistent level, especially in a game like tonight where it's going to be really tough. I know this sounds so cliche, but 
Consistency is key. That's an old saying yeah. over and over again. But uh, if Indiana could ever get more consistency, just from one or two additional guys, other than, I guess, what, Trace and Jalen Hood-Shafino, is that the only two players that you would give the consistency label to, or is there anybody else right now? Yeah, no, I would say that's pretty much it. And And I'm glad you brought that up because those guys are normally – keys to the game for Indiana to win those guys have to play well but you just know at this point that you're going to get that from them I mean we know what we're going to get from Trace every night you know what you're going to get from Jalen on a night-to-night basis so it's got to be those outside guys those those the thir- third man fourth man fifth man whoever that may be they have to perform tonight if Indiana wants to get it done yeah very very simple it sounds but I agree with you totally Justin Kalen uh, with me to close out the program and that's going to wrap things up for this Thursday edition of the show. Don't forget tonight, 7.30, the pregame show. Don Fisher has the call, pregame coverage. It includes an interview with Mike Woodson, which is always good. Uh, starting lineup, which uh, you know could be some changes. Who knows? Uh, and then tip-off is at 8.30 in that contest tonight. Friday night, we're back to high school basketball here on the Big X. I'll be at the Doghouse uh, in New Albany on what I always call the Lee Kelly Catwalk. Uh, to bring you the Silver Creek and New Albany game. Tip-off, 7.30 in that contest. We'll be on the air around 7.15. Have a great Thursday. You've almost made it to the weekend, and I'll be back with you Friday at 11 a.m. here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.